Greetings, Detective. Welcome to the Murder Mystery Company and our new free service, Calm Mystery. We know that many of you need that calm and centered moment, but meditation isn't necessarily your thing. If you're a mystery lover, a crime fan, and could use a break, you've come to the right place. It sure is a suspenseful world out there, but I have good news for you. In this world, the only suspense will come from the world's best writers. For the next few minutes, we're going to close the door on the outside world. First, find a comfortable chair, sofa, or bed. Take a moment to just relax into that spot. Let your body sink in, slowly releasing the day's tension. Just relax. You've earned this time. You need this time for you. Your body will thank you. Now let's take a moment to clear your mind. I want you to focus on two things. My voice and your breathing. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Let it out slowly through your mouth. Now the same thing, but let's breathe on my count. Three counts in and four counts out. Breathe in. One, two, three. Now out. One, two, three, four. As we do this, you're going to slowly relax more and be perfectly ready for tonight's dastardly tale. Now again, breathe in. One, two, three. Now out. One, two, three, four. One more time, breathing out the last bit of stress. Breathe in. One, two, three. Now out. One, two, three, four. Excellent. Tonight's tale of mystery, intrigue, and murder is truly spine-tingling. American Immersion Theater presents Calm Mysteries, read by Perry F. Bruns. The man glanced around his shop. How about a nice big slice of cheesecake? I know he likes that. Perfect, she said. He loves it. And when it was all wrapped and she had paid, she put on her brightest smile and said, Thank you, Sam. Good night. Good night, Mrs. Maloney, and thank you. And now, she told herself as she hurried back, all she was doing now, she was returning home to her husband, and he was waiting for his supper she must cook it good and make it as tasty as possible because the poor man was tired and if when she entered the house she happened to find anything unusual or tragic or terrible then naturally it would be a shock and she'd become frantic with grief and horror mind you she wasn't expecting to find anything she was just going home with the vegetables 
Mrs. Patrick Maloney going home with the vegetables on Thursday evening to cook supper for her husband. That's the way, she told herself. Do everything right and natural. Keep things absolutely natural, and there'll be no need for any acting at all. Therefore, when she entered the kitchen by the back door, she was humming a little tune to herself and smiling. Patrick, she called. How are you, darling? She put the parcel down on the table and went through into the living room. And when she saw him lying there on the floor with his legs doubled up and one arm twisted back underneath his body, it really was rather a shock. All the old love and longing for him welled up inside her, and she ran over to him, knelt down beside him, and began to cry her heart out. It was easy. No acting was necessary. A few minutes later, she got up and went to the phone. She knew the number of the police station, and when the man at the other end answered, she cried to him, Quick! Come quick! Patrick's dead! Who's speaking? Mrs. Maloney! Mrs. Patrick Maloney! You mean Patrick Maloney's dead? I think so, she sobbed. He's lying on the floor and I think he's dead. Be right over, the man said. The car came very quickly, and when she opened the front door, two policemen walked in. She knew them both. She knew nearly all the men at that precinct, and she fell right into a chair and went over to join the other one, who was called O'Malley, kneeling by the body. Is he dead? she cried. I'm afraid he is. What happened? Briefly, she told her story about going out to the grocer and coming back to find him on the floor. While she was talking, crying and talking, Noonan discovered a small patch of congealed blood on the dead man's head. He showed it to O'Malley, got up at once and hurried to the phone. Soon, other men began to come into the house. First a doctor, then two detectives, one of whom she knew by name. Later, a police photographer arrived and took pictures, and a man who knew about fingerprints. There was a great deal of whispering and muttering beside the corpse, and the detectives kept asking her a lot of questions, but they always treated her kindly. She told her story again, this time right from the beginning, when Patrick had come in, and she was sewing, and he was tired, so tired he hadn't wanted to go out for supper. She told how she'd put the meat in the oven. It's there now, cooking. And how she'd stepped out to the grocer for vegetables and came back to find him lying on the floor. Which grocer? One of the detectives asked. She told him, and he turned and whispered something to the other detective who immediately went outside into the street. In fifteen minutes he was back with a page of notes. There was more whispering and through her sobbing she heard a few of the whispered phrases. Acted quite normal, very cheerful, wanted to give him a good supper, peas, cheesecake, impossible that she... Thank you, detectives, for listening to tonight's Calm Mystery by the Murder Mystery Company. I'm Perry F. Bruns. Would you like to show somebody you care? Is there a mystery fan in your life? Couldn't they use a quiet moment and a great story? I'm doing personal stories of 20 minutes or less. Something personal like this can make a friend or family member 
feel truly cared for in an otherwise dark time. They're only $49, and you can email me at calmmystery, that's C-A-L-M mystery, at gmail.com. In the meantime, stay tuned for more tales to tingle and terrify while giving you a needed break from the outside world. <laughs>